thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your life. We've always taken mums the word to mean keeping things to ourselves. Well, this is no longer the case as we provide mums with the natural, honest, and reliable resources they need from experts and other mums to keep their families happy, healthy, and safe. Be prepared to use your passion for parenting to empower yourself with the knowledge of choice. Welcome to Mums the Word with your host, mum and chiropractor, Kaz Jaff. Well, you are in for an absolute treat today with my guests, and it's really hard to uh, find enough uh, superlatives to introduce her as she is, um, I guess, a student of life, but an expertise in so many different areas. And she is speaking about the power that the mind has over the body, uh, particularly as it relates to birth. Uh, Inbal Sigler is a certified hypnobirthing trainer, a doula, a Chinese medicine practitioner, and a yoga and Pilates teacher. She specializes in pre and postnatal care uh, guidance and care. She's been supporting parents on their amazing journey of becoming a family, providing them with the knowledge and practicality needed for a smooth pregnancy and a powerful, transformative, healthy, and intimate birth. Inbal, the creator of the Isis Hypnobirthing Method, which combines multiple teachings and practices, and the founder of Isis Hypnobirthing and Yoga, the Pregnancy and Birth Care Center in Amsterdam. It was an absolute joy to have her on the show, and uh, we had a little uh, a little appearance from her little one, her little four-month-old, which was also really lovely. And uh, without further ado, here's Inbal. Hey, Inbal. I'm very excited to have you on Mums the Word. Welcome to the show. Please tell the listeners a little bit about yourself. Hey, Kaz. Thank you for inviting me. It's a delight to be here with you. And first of all, I wish to thank you for this opportunity to to shine light on an aspect which I think most of us, including myself, before I gave birth for the first time, uh, was not aware of. And becoming acquainted with this concept of this spirituality, the mental, the emotional layer, which is related to birth, can literally change um, to the best our birth experiences. So I'm thrilled for this opportunity. Really, thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. Well, I'm so excited for you to get into the depth of your work. Um, Yeah, please share your journey. Yes. Uh, Well, I'm, I'm an Israeli native to begin with, and I've been living here in Amsterdam for the past seven years. And I settled here after a couple of years of traveling and living all over Europe, as I was and still am in in many ways a professional dancer. And I am a mother of two shining bright sons in my life, a four years old and a four months old. So this gate to this transformational, majestic, raw um, intimate dimension is very much fresh and open, and it really makes me be ever grateful and humble as I live every single day with wonder uh, as, as a woman, as a loving woman, as a loving mother to, to this tribe of men I've been cultivating here, and certainly to the, to the work that I do, which I do not address it as work, uh, but as a very deep passion, um, as the founder as a facilitator of, uh, of Isis. And, and Isis hypnobirthing and yoga, I start from this present moment, actually goes back because it goes hand in hand with the birth of Adam, of my first. I had the most powerful, amazing giving birth to him. 
And it's not just the months of preparation prior to his arrival. When I when I look back at my life, on my life journey uh, that brought me to this pivotal point, I can clearly see see the connection because throughout the years of of being fully immersed and devoted to the needs of a professional ballet and contemporary dancer and I was always curious about different methods and different philosophies that support and promote the art of dance, but in a much larger sense, widen our perception of life. So after practicing for years yoga and fine-tuning my physicality with the precision of Pilates, uh, this led me later on to, to teacher training programs held in different places around the world where I, become, I became a certified teacher. And specifically regarding yoga, because this is also a huge part of, of my life, uh, I follow and I teach what I call the feminine flow path, which is uh, actually a much more responsive and attentive practice designed to integrate this ancient yoga wisdom with understanding of how our unique female body works, the body which which changes every month, which experiences change with every period of life, the, the body that gives life. So, yeah, it's a beautiful, beautiful practice uh, on the mat and off. And, and later on, I was also captured by the holistic Taoist philosophy of Chinese medicine and Shiatsu, and I studied that. And more things <laughs> kept on adding along the way. Um, delving deeper into into theta healing, which is a huge dimension of transformation and creativity. And at the time, it came to a point where I was living in Berlin. I was fully active dancer uh, in a relationship, which of, obviously today I can see how it didn't serve my highest purpose. And I also felt that um, this kind of expression of myself needs to be changed. I didn't know what, I didn't know when, I didn't know how. Uh, but I felt a need of a change, also geographically and obviously much more uh, inwardly. And when I took a moment to reflect and see, where, okay, where do I take myself next? I said, I'll, I'll just come to Amsterdam. Um, I always had a natural attraction to the city. I always felt at home here. I don't have a specific uh, attachment to the fact that I, I was born in Israel. So with a great sense of faith and a great sense also of force that supports me from behind, uh, I literally took my bags and went on a train and landed here without nothing waiting for me. Um, and it was the best decision ever, you know, to follow my heart, to follow my desire, to follow my inner compass. Because here things evolved amazingly. Here I've met my man. Here we, we, I gave birth to our two sons. Isis was born. So, yeah. And that brings me to, th to this point of today. Sounds like you're a total perpetual learner or student. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, student of life. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, teacher training and yoga and hypnobirthing and I think I've forgotten a few things. Yeah, Don't. I'm also a, doul a doula. Yeah, I mean, um, come on. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of yeah. uh, notches in the belt. Um, so we were going to dive deep into really, I guess, someone's own internal headspace um, mm -hmm. that they have 
and how that can really affect where they go, obviously in life, but, um, you know, their mindsets and, and how the mind can control them, but more so as it relates to, I guess, birth and labor. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd love you to share your wisdom. Yeah. Wisdom and, and experience, because I, I believe it always comes to one personal experience. And I want you to connect it to, to all these methods that I mentioned before, because it's much connected to what we're going to speak about. Because, you know, I remember myself a couple of months after Adam's birth, during one of those dawn hours of, of, of the night breastfeeding him, when I experienced a moment of realization that all of these methods that I've been studying and practicing, each of them has a unique set of tools of perspective to support beautifully pregnancy and birth. And when they come together, they serve as a very powerful synergy. And not only do they enhance and balance all of our aspects of being, bringing all of our layers of existence into truly a profound state of restfulness and and wholesome, this state of calmness, of trusting, of being centered, being present, um, feeling confident in life, and specifically when it's related to, to childbirth, it not only makes us feel good, it's not only being absorbed by our baby, which is, you know, they are marinated in our amniotic fluid, but we share more than just our physical environment. They, they also receive our state of mind and our state of being. This state is a central condition at the time of birth because it encourages birth to progress in, in a natural, in a calm, in an efficient way. Now, programming and fear, something which I think all of us women share, it's a big deal. <laughs> they have a, a, a tremendous impact on, on the way our, our birth will, will unfold. And this is, you know, and first I think that also every, each, of, each and every one of us, uh, any pregnant mom along her way will at some point be concerned and uncertain before or during her birthing regarding her ability to cope, regarding the safety of her baby, regarding tearing in her sacred parts. You know, the, the list can go, can go on and on. Uh, and it's natural, first of all. It's natural because whether it's the first time or the fourth time um, for us to give birth, we are going toward the unknown. And, yeah, no one can predict how our birth will choose to unfold and what circumstances uh, out of our control will arise. Because birth, you know, it, it literally asks us to make this leap of faith while being courageous and, and wholehearted. And, you know, in our time, it's also considered to be normal to be afraid um, of this amazing event. And I'm personally quite disturbed from my own choice of word, normal. Uh, but it is a time and culture that we are living in that as a standard birth is perceived as an emergency just waiting to take place, uh, both from a medical perspective, also from the mother's perspective. Um, and this is stem, you know, from the way media portrays birth, from negative birth stories of friends and family members that pass it on. And together in combination with the rise 
in maternity care interventions worldwide, the induction, the use of epidural, the C-section, they all have become standard practice in, in hospitals when actually most mothers and, and babies are healthy. So with this reality, it's, it's no wonder that the majority of us approach their childbirth with great fear, with a lot of tension and stress, carrying negative feelings and, and limiting thoughts. And we're not processing and releasing our emotional and mental baggage, preferably prior to our birthing day. And this could be perhaps due to not having the access to this information, to this wisdom, to, to the education, to the support, which are all very much needed at this dedicated and sensitive time for us, for us to experience the best possible birth. And when we identify the situation as a stressful one, it automatically leads and cultivates a vicious circle uh, by activating the, the autonomous nervous system to be set on a fight or flight or freeze mode. So being in this state, as a mother, we instinctively know that it's not the safe environment or the right time for our baby to be born into when all our resources are diverted into survival, basically, rather than bringing life into this world. So this natural protective reaction what, what happens is that it increases the, the secretion of stress hormones, adrenaline, noradrenaline, cortisol. And this creates resistance, this creates physical tension in the body. And more than that, it, it, it causes a constriction, a physical constriction of blood vessels, specifically in the organs of our re reproductive system, in our vagina, in our cervix, in the muscles of the womb. And when there is less blood directed to the womb, um, obviously it cannot, she cannot perform well. And not only, it's not only affecting the womb, it's also affecting the baby. There is less blood, less oxygen reaching the baby. So the baby's heart rate uh, decreases and birth is prolonged. And this is, this leads to what, is very well known, this vast, vague definition of, of failure to progress uh, that many many of us fall into, and the way to argumentation or, or a C-section is, is very short. And I find it interesting, you know, these initials of failure to progress, uh, they can also stand for fear, tension, pain uh, cycle. And this is a term that was first introduced by Dr. Grantley Dick Reed, and he's an obstetrician regarded as the, as the founder of the natural childbirth movement. Uh, and this is, the idea is that pain uh, is a result of anxiety, of stress, of, of what's going on in our mind, on our heart. And the good news are is that it can also be eliminated through, through relaxation. Um, so saying all that, you know, is a very general view of, of of childbirth as it is today, um, parallel to it, there is another objective truth that we will all agree on. I mean, we continue to give birth, babies continue to, to be born. So from a physiological perspective, millions of years of evolution, they have refined this process and they made it designed uh, birth to be accomplished easily and simply and successfully in the vast majority of cases. So here's the interesting point. 
it happens due to, to a brilliant mechanism that nature has come up with that takes place during this time of birth. And it's a decreasing in the activity of our neocortex, the, the rational, the thinking brain, the front lobe of our brain. And, and this is something that in my experience... As I said before, many mothers and couples, they haven't heard of it. They're not familiar with that concept, as most of the attention goes to the physical aspect, to the contraction and, and the, the effort involved and the pain, which I can, we can make a whole uh, separate pod, podcast about, uh, about pain in birth. Uh, but the thing is that the mental side of it, the emotional layer, they are as equal and important, if not more, uh, because they have the power to control and decide how we will experience our birth. And this is because every physical, every chemical response within our body is triggered by an emotion, which is created by a thought, by our perception, our interpretation of, of the reality, which is subjective. So fear, this powerful emotion, is, is generated by the perception of our mind. And it could be a real threat. It could also be a creature of our vivid imagination. The picture that we hold in our mind creates the biology, creates the experience that we, ex we, we express in life. So I find it a, a truly significant and powerful point because by our perception and interpretation of the reality, we have in our power the ability to create and control what experience it will have. And I will elaborate here on this more because, you know, our cells in the body, I'm going back to the physicality, but they are all interlinked. Our cells do not come in, in direct contact with the environment. They, they only see and respond the, to the perception that I'm sending them through the nervous system in order for them to adjust their biology. So if I change my perception, my mind, my belief about birth, and of course, on a larger scale on my life, I change the signals that are going in and adjusting the function of the cell. So, yeah, it's, it's not that we are a victim of our heredity, you know, but on the other hand, we can master our cellular, our gene genetic activity. Um, yeah, and this is powerful. We all have, have this ability, power within us, it's just a matter of shining light on it and harness it to, to serve our highest good and purpose. Um, you know, and, and I, it brings me back to my own birth of Adam, which I said before, it was pivotal and amazing and beautiful, but, and it's too, too less of an adjective to describe this odyssey of, of ours. And I remember a specific point during his birth when I was in, in my birthing pool, I was still at home, and my midwife started to, you know, to set what was needed for, for his arrival, asking my man to prepare some, some towels, some, sh some sheets. And for me, hearing their background conversation, as much as I was immersed in, in the zone, in the, in the bubble that we will soon speak about, mm -hmm. my other half of brain was still very much aware of what's going on around. Um... So hearing them talking, the, rea the realization of, hey, it's going to happen. I'm literally going to give birth. Uh, it hit me. 
And the, the, immediately there's, the second thought that came after was, th- there's no way a three and a half kilo baby is going to pass through me. You know, it's just unperceivable. And, and from that moment on, my birth went into plateau for hours because of my perception of, of the reality. Yeah. Um, I, you yeah. touched on so many great things. One of the things I, I just wanted to just touch on is yeah. what, what I often say to clients when I'm sort of saying goodbye to them when they're, you know, their last adjustment most likely before they're going to give birth is really like go primal, you know, get yeah. out of your head. Because I think birth is super primal. It's something yeah. that's happened in all animals from the beginning of time. And it's what you said, us having, you know, um, the cognition to think about all the world of possibilities that sends us on a whole spiral, whereas other animals in nature don't have that. Mm-hmm. And so they just birth. And I think yeah. what you were, what you were um, saying um is about perception, real stress and perceived stress is that, mm-hmm. okay, you could cut your finger and there's a big stress on the body and it obviously goes into defense or you could, you know, see a picture of a lion as opposed to necessarily having a lion chasing you and still also go into a perceived stress. And, and mm-hmm. when it comes to birth, birth is super parasympathetic, yeah? And when you were touching mm-hmm. on the autonomic nervous system and, and, and that whole fight, fight and the fear – that's all sympathetic and we want to move away from that. We want to get mm-hmm. into parasympathetics because that's when things slow down. That's when dilation mm-hmm. um, stops and dilation is, is very parasympathetic. And the easiest way to understand that is you're not going to feel safe to birth if you're being chased by a tiger, right? But, you, you're not mm-hmm. going to feel – and any species never would. So I love that you're touching on this on this emotional and, and almost like getting into the primal thing because it, it is – it really does boil – boil down to your perception and if you'd never seen the fear in the media of birth you probably would just birth perfectly fine yeah you wouldn't think of it as a as a as a possibility no absolutely this, not. yeah and you know as you know as a chiropractor the nervous system wise the, the neurons that are fired together that they are activated they will wire together and that's how we create a very solid path, uh, a way of thinking, um, yeah, which can most likely become our reality. So, yeah, we can also do it differently, the other way, to reverse it. With so much great information provided on each episode, we've created an easy way for you to stay up to date on keeping your family happy, healthy and safe. For exclusive content, as well as show notes, links for everything we discuss on the episode, as well as a free newsletter to help keep you informed, visit mumsthewordpodcast.com. So where does hypnobirthing come into all this? Because for me, I see that as being super um, parasympathetic as well, mm-hmm. um, that you're really toning things down. Um, I'd love for you to share your wisdom on that. Well, before I, I delve deeper into hypnobirthing, let me first address the concept of hypnosis because I yeah, feel that unlike the deeply imprinted image, again, that we have in mind of someone snapping his fingers and you start <laughs> quacking like a duck or stuck at the age of six, yeah. uh, hypnosis by definition means a natural state of deep relaxation paired with selective focused attention. So it's a very natural state for the human mind to be in. It's not something that happens out of the blue. Um, and every, each and every one of us went is, to hypnosis 
thousands of times, you know, during our life because have you ever read a book, Kaz? Yeah, I've read lots of books. Yeah. Have you ever read, watched a movie or, you know, been immersed so completely in your work that time passed by and people best passed by and maybe talked to you, but you hardly ever noticed because you were fully immersed in what you were doing. This is a state of hypnosis. Yeah. You see? So we all have this innate ability within us to, to, de- to choose to decrease the stimulation that we uh, receive and enter into a more receptive state of mind, of being. And the thing is that uh, I will also say before that it's totally not only natural, but also a voluntary state. Yeah, it's for us to choose to go there. No one can force us to do anything which comes in conflict with our moral codes. Uh, it's our choice to narrow our perception or why broader broader it um mm-hmm. yes so i'm i'm going back to birth for a moment and because i want to make the connection between hypnosis and and childbirth and why it it promotes childbirth so well because the sacred time of childbirth is a time when the mother is supposed to retreat from the stimulation of the outside world and settle into the quietness of her being. It's the same definition, actually, as hypnosis. It's a bubble where the mother's perception of time, of, of space, are being altered, and she becomes fully immersed in the experience. And the thing is that this relaxed, focused state of awareness, which is connected to this decrease in, in the activity of the neocortex, what we just spoke about, this is a state which is designed to happen naturally. There's a unique cocktail of oxytocin, of beta endorphins and other hormones, which they generate a heightened state of consciousness. And it helps the mother to transcend the physical sensations of of the surges. I'm not using the word contraction because of its uh, subconscious effect, Mm -hmm. but keeping it more neutral. Um, And this is one of many nature's gift for us to go through the through the process of the journey of giving birth by decreasing the activity of the of the brain basically shutting off the intellect and for this natural state to take place for the mother to feel comfortable enough to loosen her grip of the rational part of our brain which we know it's very much dominant and most of our life we are we are in this place uh, figuring out what's going on analyzing processing uh, and so on Coming back to childbirth, the mother is supposed to release her control over these cultural, social inhibitions and let the process of birth to take over her body and mind in, in these unreasonable impulses. Um, so for that to take place, it's essential that she will feel relaxed and confident in her ability to give birth, in her body, in her baby. And this state of confidence, of trust, is supposed to build naturally as the mother advances on her pregnancy. If we were living in, in a society more communal, you know, when pregnancy and birth and breastfeeding were seen as a normal everyday event. But today, with the way birth has been socialized and controlled and manipulated, many of us carry um, unconscious programming that have been formed from our very early childhood and even before while we were in our mother's womb. And this is the thing, our mind 
and I will connect everything to hypnosis. It, just to give a background, it, it's divided into two aspects, the conscious and the subconscious. And the conscious mind, you know, is, is made up of all our surface thoughts, our wishes, our desires, our aspirations. And the subconscious mind is the realm of our automatic and habitual thought patterns and belief. This is the stuff that we do when we don't even know that we are doing it. And most of our subconscious programming, they come from the first seven years of our life. Actually, from the last trimester of pregnancy to the age of, of seven, we exist mostly um, in a theta frequency brainwave which is also known as hypnosis. And this is a very, it's, it's a very receptive space for our subconscious mind. We're essentially sponges. And, and this is where our model of the world is being formed by, by how we see our parents or other key influences respond to life. We learn how consciously how to act when we're happy, when we're angry, what it takes to make money, you know, how best to express love. Um, so if I have heard at this period of, of my life and also after, of course, that birth is a misery, birth is hard, birth is painful, um, you know, my pelvic was too narrow, all the women in, in my family had a, a C-section, these beliefs are being imprinted in our subconscious and they become our automatic under the surface view of reality. Going back to hypnosis with routine practice of relaxation throughout the pregnancy, we can bypass the critical, the rational part of our brain and gain easy access to our subconscious where the system of our belief is stored. Um, so with repetition, because it's a matter of time, yeah, to pave a new way for these neurons to come together, so with repetition, the, the subconscious mind comes to adopt these suggestions, these images uh, as being real, because as we talked before, it does not differentiate between a real threat or something that we are just perceiving as one. Um, and it creates acceptance, it, it creates belief, and then confidence in, in experiencing what we wish is developed. So once the birthing day arrives, it serves the mother as a second nature because she, she can activate this preconditioned response of calmness very easily. And once the mother is calm and confident and relaxed and centered and at ease, this is where her birth instinct unfolds. This, this causes a reduction in the secretion of, of the stress hormones. It, it promotes... Um, you know, the perform a great performance of, of the uterus, um, which leads to progression. And then this virtuous cycle is taking place, rather this, what we've talked about before, this fe uh, fear, tension, pain. Mm. Well, that's absolutely perfect because I love uh, mums to be to see the reality of, uh, of motherhood and this is all part of it. Um, what yeah. I was saying was, um, I guess I just wanted to hear a little bit of, you know, because you said obviously things went really a long time the first time. How how did it go the second time around? Um, having putting it more into practice and having taught it yes. for more years, I'm just curious. Well, you know, even 
being a hypnobirthing trainer and I facilitate this material and I'm very close to this realm on my everyday life, just mm-hmm. being in the company of, of, of mothers and couples, I, as a, as a mother, as a woman, I had my own questions and concerns and, and fears about how this birth will, will unfold and what can I do in order to, to make it as smooth as possible. So I did do my own specific preparation of of addressing the fears that were present and and bringing them out to the surface so they are not remaining there and potentially create an obstacle um, on the way. So yeah, sh- bringing them up to the surface, shining light and and processing them with with the help of of a great woman. Um, among others, because I once again surrounded myself with a tribe of women, each has her own field of expertise and wisdom and warmth to to contribute, and and it manifested itself beautifully on on the birthing day because I did experience the most raw, primal, smooth. You know, there's someone said before. There's not enough vocabulary. Maybe it was you on one <laughs> of our. It was you. Talk. Yeah. It's you. It was me. Yeah, to 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 capture the. Oh, you said there's not enough of an adjective. I think you said. Yes, yeah. yes, to capture the essence of of childbirth, and yeah, I was privileged to experience. The, yeah, I, I really don't have enough words to describe. No, it I think there's an element of crossing over on some level. I've spoken about it before on, on the podcast as well, is that that's, it's that complete letting go to to your body doing its thing and and to the experience. It's quite magical. You know what? I'm thinking that because of my prior work in untangling all the obstacles that could be, and also creating physical space with yoga, with Pilates, with Chinese medicine, etc. I really see it as making space, a mental space, for and, and a physical space for this force of nature to go through us. Mm-hmm. And once these obstacles are being removed, yeah, nature steps in and does what she knows best. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah. That's great. That's yeah. great. Well, it's so cute to hear the little gurgles. I love yeah. the sounds of a four-month-old. So delicious. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> if you, uh, um, this is our youngest guest, I think, on the podcast, or maybe not. Yeah, <laughs> well, four months I, old. I think there's been yeah. another breastfeeding and Bridget had one. Um, yeah, so I'd love you to share an affirmational quote with the listeners, whether it relates to this or motherhood. It needs to be in, in one sentence or more? No, no, you can share what you like. Um, you know, today today I truly own the, the knowledge that we should always follow our dreams. It sounds a cliche, but it's true. All cliches are true. Listening to our heart and, and trust that it will, wor- it will all work out superbly well. Uh, this is something that I carry with me in, in my life, obviously in, in connection to the birth that I experienced in generally, because I really believe that that we are all here on this planet with a purpose and, and with a life mission, and it's really in our hands. And not only in our hands, it's our right, it's our birthright and responsibility to, to ensure its manifestation. And... 
And I know, I believe that enhancing and balancing all our aspects of, of being, it generates a sense of calm, of wholeness, uh, which is essential for us in living the life that we wish and, and deserve. And I believe it's really our essence and what should be transferred to our future generations, to our children. So, so this is something that I bring into my life, into my life mission, into my passion. Um, and I truly want that every person on this planet will own this knowingness uh, related to birth and, you know, in general. Yes. Just wow. allow ourselves to shine. Um, yeah. Well, what can be more greater? No, than no, this? it's great. Trusting in life, it's great. Well, um, as you know, the podcast, it's, it's almost a little bit of an online uh, community where we can share, I guess, fears um, that are, are common across the board for mums or, or mums-to-be. And I'd really love it if it would be okay for you to share a time that was maybe not so easy and, and where there was maybe a struggle more, more from the space of, um, of not having women to have to reinvent the wheel and that we can hear how you got out of it or, or um, you know, what helped you along your way. Was there a time, whether professionally or personally, that was maybe not so easy? For sure. <laughs> I mean, I'm a human being Correct. Yeah, on this earthy dimension. Correct. Yeah. I, what what first comes onto my mind is really the period when when I was living in Berlin and there was a lot of uncertainty, you know, and uncertainty that that created a space for for a lot of questions, existential questions, you know, not only where I'm going to going to live, but but who I am. I was also on 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 the edge of great transformation from being from being from living a life of a dancer and then to to adopt to step into, to create a totally different persona because, yeah. So obviously quite a stressful time, but I also remember that during this time, I gave myself the, the space to breathe and just accept what is there rather having the urge to change or to manipulate or to be active regarding it just let the space be with all the elements in it as they are um and i think this sense of acceptance and and giving myself a slack you know we don't always need to be in our best we don't always need to to perform well in all fields um this is something beautiful to to bring into life. It creates so much more spaciousness and calmness. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I often and say then things, all, Yeah. And, and and then things tend to move along, you know? When exactly what we've talked about, when you take off the stagnation at any aspect that it is, then there is space for things to move along and, and to progress and to reach where they need to reach. So, yeah. Yeah, it's good that you, you gave yourself that. I, I often say um, that there's perfection in imperfection as well, you know, like, come on, who wants to live an absolutely perfect life that they can see from A to B that never had any uh, in any turns or twists? So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, what's the, well, what's the interest then, you know? Exactly. It's, very, it's interesting, yeah. yeah. It makes you be on top of, of yourself. <laughs> true, true. Or not, or more relaxed, yeah. Um, and what about some um, resources that have helped you along your way to share with listeners? That would be fantastic, seeing as you are the 
well, uh, well uh, perpetuated student, shall I say, of life? Yeah. Well, first, I would say uh, the work of, of Bruce Lipton, Dr. Mm-hmm. Bruce Lipton, who is a cellular biologist, and this combination of biology and spirituality and how we have in our uh, power the ability to determine our life and become the masters of our life. Um, and he has a well-known book, The Biology of Belief, yeah. which is a great, great source. Um in general. Um, another one would be the work of the doctor I mentioned before, Grantley Dick Reed. Uh, he has a beautiful book, Childbirth Without Fear, uh, which he, he addresses this topic extensively, uh, which is also a great one. Um, yeah, these are the two that comes onto my mind. Yeah. And, of, you know, of all... I think every literature that has <laughs> been related to, to childbirth, pregnancy, Sarah Buckley, Ina May Gaskin, all these beautiful women and their yes. wisdom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They get they get mentioned a lot on this podcast, so yeah. I think people know already that they probably should head to the top of the list. As yes. Well. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, before I let you go, because um, maybe someone's hungry or they're probably already drinking. Um, no, he's already content. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I'd love for you to share really. Uh, people can find more about your work and and um, and the services that you offer in Amsterdam, but also, I guess, online with your website. Yeah. So I'm located in Amsterdam. My, my physical studio is at the pipe area. And this is where my activities take place, activities which are the hypnobirthing courses, uh, the doula consultations and services, uh, the yoga classes, um, the Regarding the childbirth preparation courses that I give, they are not only hypnobirthing per se, but because of my background and because of my experience, I truly I truly see the benefits that each of these methods has, and I bring them all together. I create this powerful integration, so parents are really equipped with the numerous tools and tips and techniques uh, from from different worlds. Um, my website is www.isishypnobirthing.nl and my mail is inbal at isishypnobirthing.nl. What else? Uh, Facebook page maybe? Facebook page also, isishypnobirthing and yoga. Yeah, I think, I think if we find your website, we'll, we'll be able to find the rest as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much for sharing. Yeah, it was awesome to hear from you. With pleasure. Yeah. Great pleasure. Thank you. A lot of the depth that you touched on for the listeners. Thank you so much and uh, enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you, dear. You too. You're welcome. Bye. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Mums the Word. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes and join us on our Facebook page to help us share the message to more mums all over the world. We look forward to having you join us again next time here on your trusted source for all mums everywhere, Mums the Word. This has been a production of TheWellnessCouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on Facebook.com forward slash TheWellnessCouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter, The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. 
Foster Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners. These podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.